Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our party continued their important quest of spending their gold. Next up on their shopping spree, the trade of tools. Elric just wanted a grappling hook, but thanks to Esmir, they found many trinkets of tingling. Then the party proceeded to try and persuade the shopkeeper to hand out the ever-important discounts. Compliments were given, stories of heroism were told, and clerics aged about 20 years. But to no avail, full prices were paid, except for Elric, who wanted to pay full price, yet rolled a natural 20 and was forced to get half off. Jake finally got his ear horn and a mug for his Jake juice. Esmir got some things she couldn't pass up, like a block and tackle, and a doll that gave her the heebie-jeebies. Cullen picked up some new footwear, and a ten-foot pole that he was sure had a story to tell. The next stop was Helmick's Herbs and Oddments, a magical shop that filled our party with glee. Inside was a treasure trove of toys and trinkets and paraphernalia, that was clearly for tobacco use only. Wink eyes, not stink eyes, were given. Guidance was dropped. Boys were touched. Wait, what? Well, in the end, our still aging cleric picked up some twinkling pipeweed to help him with his arthritis and bad eyeballs. Elric picked up a few items that may or may not freshen up Cullen's only pair of skivvies. And most importantly, Esmir arranged some harp lessons in between saving the world. Speaking of saving the world, shouldn't they get going? Could a potion actually make someone fall in love with their skivvies? What else can you do with sealing wax? Does Helmet's herbs and oddments really use arcane eye surveillance? Or do they just have that sign up to scare people? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. So you guys have been spending the day shopping in Daggerford, spending all your adventuring loot. You went to Derville's Smithy and the Trade of Tools, and you just finished shopping here at Helmick's Herbs and Oddments. And next, uh, you guys want to visit Delphin the Wizard, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. So as you guys exit the shop and step back out onto the bustling streets of Daggerford, I would like all of you to make a perception check. Yikes. 17. 11. 5. I don't see nothing. 14. Okay, Esmir, you rolled a 17. As you walk out of the store, you see that same cat that was in Sir Istival's flower box. I knew it. Ah, uh, that thing's watching us. It's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> no, it's Delphin. He's outside the store cleaning himself. I bet you he's the one who made the crowd go nuts. 
That's why he couldn't find him, because he was a cat. So do I de- can I do detect magic on the cat? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do detect magic. It's a first level spell slot. Okay, so you cast detect magic, and you definitely sense magic emanating from this cat. Hey, guys, guys, see that cat? See it? See it? I do. That was the cat that was at Sir Istival's house. I'm definitely getting the neck tingles okay. off it. It's definitely magical. Okay. I'm going to lean in. I'm guessing it's some sort of familiar sent to spy upon us. Does it have two different colored eyes? It does not. Do you want to know what the school of magic is that you're sensing off of this creature? Yes. Necromancy. Mm. Necromancy, huh? Have I had this specific feeling in the recent... Recently? Is it the same kind of feeling I had when we were at the gates? No. Or Is that animating the dead? Yeah. yeah, it is. That's why I'm wondering if I can do something with this thing. Um because I deal with the undead. Well, you know that necromancy spells manipulate the energies of life and death. So it may not be dead, but it might be under someone's thrall. Right, so is there something I can do other than turn this thing? So all turning does... It would have to be undead for it it to turn. Right, it's not right, it's not undead. It just is... um, Using that school. And do we think that some, whatever's using it can see through it? Probably. Probably, right? No idea. Yeah, why else would they do it? Wouldn't do it for shits and grins. Make cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? Um, well, we could just leave it alone and follow it. Or, you know, let it follow us and see if it follows us. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, it seems to be following us. Yeah. Seems to be, but if it follows us to our next destination, then we'll be reassured. Of yeah. That. Yeah, I think we should just um, keep an eye on it. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, take a little piece of food out of my pocket and be like, "Oh, look at the little kitty! Come here, kitty! I'm gonna give you a little snacky, snacky! Come here!" And it hisses at you. You're stupid. Get out of here. Huh. <laughs> That's what I said to the cat. I love all animals, but this one, it's stupid. It's stupid. Get out of here. You know, snacky. What kind of cat doesn't want to snack? Okay, so you shoo the cat away, and it sulks off around the corner of the building. I didn't shoo it away. I just scolded it. You just scolded it. Okay. I scolded okay, it. I'm not going to shoot away because I want it to f- I want to see if it follows us. Okay, cool. So you all leave the cat and it watches you as you walk off. And you begin to head north on Wall Street towards Delphin's Tower. And you turn back to see what the cat is doing. And you see that it is not following you. It just goes back to cleaning itself, right? And eventually, you lose sight of it in the crowded streets. Hmm. Then further ahead, you begin to see Delphin's Tower built into the outer wall of Daggerford there, right? It's building number eight on the map, right at the end of Wall Street there. 
What number is it? Number eight. Okay, got it. And let me give you a little history that you learned from perhaps Curran or Sir Estival. You know that when the wizard Delphin first came to Daggerford, this tower, and much of the wall in fact, was under construction, right? They were just starting to build it. So this was a long time ago. And Delphin wanted to make this tower his home. So he offered the town a lot of gold and a pledge to use his magic to help protect the town. And he did so until his disappearance. Well, several years after his disappearance, he was presumed dead and the militia packed up all of his stuff and took over the tower. And over the years, there were many accounts by soldiers on duty uh, in the tower, right, of strange, unexplained lights and eerie noises. Then, about a century after his mysterious disappearance, he returned, looking not a day older. And long-lived citizens such as Darf and Flotion, right, were able to confirm that it indeed was Delphin. And he was unwilling to explain his absence, and he, the wizard again, just offered a large sum of gold and his oath again, and he reclaimed the tower and has been here ever since. Hmm. Interesting. So, you eventually make it to the end of Wall Street and you stand in front of Delphin's Tower. It's like all the other three-story towers along Daggerford's walls, but for a few differences. First, the outer bartizans are painted blue. And second, there is a blue domed building on the top of it. And it looks kind of like an observatory, right? Now, in front of you on the ground level, there is a large set of arched double doors, like big garage doors, okay? And set into one of these large doors is a normal sized door. So, does it, is there a sign out in front? There's no sign. Okay, so then we need to knock. All right, so you go up to knock on the door and you knock on the door and you notice right away that the door is unlocked, right? As you knock on it, it kind of creaks open a little bit. And you knock on it and you wait and you wait Uh and you wait and there's no answer. Can I poke my head in? Yep. You open it up and poke your head in and the smell of manure hits you and mice scatter as you crack the door open and you see a round chamber with uh, close to a 20 foot ceiling and there are small windows or more precisely um, arrow slits that allow light to pour in and you look around and you see a single stable and an old donkey looks up at you with a mouthful of hay and snorts. Hey, donkey. So I want to put my head in and I want to take the horn that I just bought and I want to put it in my ear and I want to listen and see if I hear anything. I'm going to shout, hello, anybody at home? And I'm going to say, ow, damn it. <laughs> That's a freaking horn next to my ear. And I'm going to say, hey, donkey, how you doing? (laughs) All right, so, uh, Jake, you don't hear anything special from the horn, except for uh, Cullen yelling into it. And uh, there's no answer to your call, 
And also, Esmir, the donkey is just looking at you, chewing its food. So does it look, I want to look at the door frame itself and see if it might have uh, any sign of it being forced open at any time. Okay. It does not look like it's been forced open. Is there, are there any other ways in or out of this room besides this door? No, you do not see any. You see uh, inside against a wall sits a small wagon that's just the right size for that donkey to pull, but it's covered in cobwebs. It obviously hasn't seen use in a while. And throughout the rest of this space are barrels and crates and sacks uh, just scattered about in various piles. And you see a wooden staircase that wraps around the tower and leads to the platforms that um, the archers would use to access the arrow slits. And the staircase then continues up to a door at the second floor. Does it go on farther after that? No. There's so a ceiling. It like stops at the ceiling. We should just walk up that sucker and knock on that door. Well, I think that we should walk inside and continue to call out as we move toward that staircase. Hey, wizard! Wizzy! Wizard. Mr. Wizard. <laughs> there is no response. It's it's eerily quiet. Well, I suggest we continue up. Okay. You head up the stairs to the second floor and come to a door that you can tell is also unlocked. Hmm. Okay, I want to use my thaumaturgy and from standing back a little bit, I want to uh, swing open the door. Okay, the door swings open from your cantrip and you see the second floor of this tower. Rays of light streak into this room from more arrow slits along the western wall. Thick oaken beams support a 10-foot high ceiling, and you immediately notice that this floor is finely furnished, giving it an air of nobility and wealth. It seems to be designed for relaxation and the entertaining of guests. There's an area with comfy chairs and pillows, and another area has a large dining table that is exquisitely carved with matching chairs. You also see along the curved southern wall six display stands. On each stand sits a glass box, and displayed in each box there is an object. And above each stand there hangs a painting, and each painting is a portrait of different wizardly looking fellows. On one of these display stands, there's a feather duster slowly moving back and forth, dusting the display. Hmm. There's also a banistered staircase that goes up to the third floor. At the top, there is a small landing with a door that is slightly ajar. And on the top banister sits a beautiful house cat with black and gray fur that forms a swirling pattern. And it sits there watching you guys as you enter. Is this wait, can, is this the same cat we saw on the street? No, it is not. I'm gonna say, guys, I don't feel comfortable sneaking into a wizard's house because you really don't want to piss off a wizard, but uh, I'm going to talk to the kitty cat. Psst, psst, kitty kitty, come here. The cat doesn't move or reply. It just gives you that uh, uninterested cat look. But with your speak with small beast ability, 
you know that it understands you. Is it just being stubborn? Like it's giving me the cold shoulder? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay, kitty, kitty, if you can hear me, listen, if you're the wizard or you can talk to the wizard, we're not here to steal anything. We're not, we're friends. We're friends. We were sent. So. We were told to come here looking for healing potions. So anyway, kitty cat, is your wizard okay? Does he need our help? The cat just lazily yawns. Can I detect magic on the kitty cat? Yeah. But I have to use another spell slot. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Be like, okay, kitty, you're going to give me the cold shoulder, but let's, let's see what we can see. Okay. So you cast your detect magic spell, and the cat glows with okay. a magical aura and you immediately recognize it as a familiar. Okay. But your attention is quickly drawn away from it as an intense glow comes from the six objects on display and the six paintings above them. It's almost uh, like blinding you, it's so intense. Okay. Yowza, this place is hot with magic. I just, I'm going to take a quick walk around the chamber and just look at the displays. Yeah. I want to do that, too. I want to, like, maybe pick some stuff up. <laughs> okay, so you two go over there and take a look. And, Esmir, from your Detect Magic spell, you know that the glass around these items is also emanating magic. So you know right away that they are alarmed or possibly trapped. Okay. So mm. I wouldn't okay. just pick any of them up. No. All right. So you see six displays with six portraits above them. Inside the displays are beautiful, magical artifacts and weapons. You see a wand, a ring, a spell book, a dagger, and um, a brass bottle with a stopper on the top. And finally, the broken off top of a wooden staff. Okay. The paintings okay show six different wizards and six different locations. Uh, and you see some of them are like your typical wizards with pointy hats and their familiars. And some are of like battle mage type wizards with swords and battle staves. Hmm. Okay, so Cullen and Esmir, as you're looking at this stuff, go ahead and give me a history check. History. Okay. Maybe. 19! Oh, I didn't roll that good. Okay, so Cullen, you immediately recognize two of the locations in the painting, uh, probably from some book Jake made you read, right? <laughs> One of the wizards is standing in front of a city of gleaming brass spires lit by a white sun, and you recognize that as the City of Brass, which is located in the elemental plane of fire. It is considered to be the oldest city in all of creation, and it is known as a hub for planar travelers and trade. Another painting depicts a wizard standing on a busy city street, and as the street recedes behind him, it curves upward and then out of the top of the painting, right? So it like curves up over and out and you recognize that as the city of Sigil, which is a ring-shaped city at the center of the Outlands, 
which is the plane of existence between the outer planes. So looking at this stuff here, you get the feeling that these uh, are powerful wizards and many of whom are located in other planes of existence beyond you know the material plane here where you're at. Okay. And from the alarm system around these objects and the magical feather duster there keeping them clean, you get the feeling that they are very important to the wizard. Yeah. I want to start calling out his name again. What's his name? Delphin. 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 Oh, Delphin! Delphin! <laughs> oh, Delphin, we are looking for you! Wizard Delphin, are you present? Should I have Esmir, should Esmir roll like an investigation on some stuff, or...? Yeah, go ahead and roll uh, an investigation check. Okay. Okay. So, you uh, take a quick cursory glance around the room, and everything in this room is very fancy and upper class, right? It's it's expensive. Um, and it all seems just for show, like no one really uses this room. So everything just uh, has its place, right? Like in a, Like in a museum. But one thing looks out of place, and it catches your eye. It's an old ratty magazine on a coffee table. A magazine on the coffee table. What kind of magazine is it? It's titled Real Estate Opportunities, Vacation Homes in the Beautiful Neverwinter Woods. And it's dated 35 years ago. Oh. Christina buying a cabin up there. Or maybe he bought a cabin up there. Can I pick it up? Yeah. Can I flip through it? Mm Hmm. And it is. It's cabins and vacation homes in the Neverwinter Woods. Are any of the advertisements underlined or circled or anything? No. Dog-eared? But some of the properties are. That's what I'm asking. Some of the properties are. Some of the properties are? Mm Hmm. Circled? Yep. Other than that, you don't find anything else interesting or um, out of place on this floor. Hmm. Okay. Let's just go up there. I, I got to know what's going on in that cracked open okay. door. I agree. As we approach the door, as we're going up the steps, I'm just going to be like, Hello, wizard. We're just friendly people coming to look for potions. No threats. Okay. So who's... So you guys are all going up the stairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. I hate it when he asks, no, you know what? I'm going to hang out back here. <laughs> Someone needs to make that fucking T-shirt when the DM says, so are you all in the room? <laughs> so you're going to stand right there, right? Right in front of that, right? Uh, no. So as you start going up the stairs, the cat jumps off the banister and runs into the room when, when in the cracked doorway. Okay. Yeah, okay. Bye, Kitty. Tell your master we're on our way. So you enter a dimly lit room as uh, there are curtains hanging over the windows. And the smell of smoke and earth mixed with sulfur and feet wrinkle your noses. And the first thing you notice is that this room has a domed ceiling. And up in the dome on a raised platform is a large telescope 
uh, looking type contraptions, right?、Mm-hmm. And the rest of the room can only be described as a complete and utter mess, right? A total pigsty. One section of the room looks like an alchemy lab. There are bottles and flasks filled with different colored liquids. There are jars on shelves with all manner of disgusting things floating in them. One wall has a bunch of weapons hanging on hooks. In front of it is a table cluttered with a variety of weapons and armor. And under the table sits a large chest with a huge lock on it, clasped to the lid. On another wall is a bookshelf filled with books and scrolls and bizarre-looking knickknacks. In front of it is a table cluttered with more books on top of more books, and the cat jumps up onto the table and continues to watch you. And there are unlit candles everywhere, all of them sit atop mounds of old wax. In one area. A large rug covers the floor, and atop the rug is a low table. The rug and the table are cluttered with garbage, old, half-eaten food, dirty utensils, old carry-out containers, magazines, books, candle, candles, a beautiful glass hookah, and a wooden tray filled with what looks like pipe leaf mixed with glitter.、Ooh. And next to the table. Is a raggedy couch covered with knit blankets and throw pillows, and laying on top is a very old man, and he's mostly bald and has a scraggly beard, and he wears a dirty, worn, plain brown robe, and his head rests on a pillow, but one of his legs and arms hangs off the side of the couch. His eyes are closed, and he has. An unnerving expression on his wrinkled face. Unnerving. Okay, Izmir's gonna say two things. One, this guy needs a clean spell. You'd think a wizard would know how to have a spell to clean a place up a little bit. And then press the digitation. Okay, hey guys. Nice. You don't want to startle a wizard while he's sleeping, so we gotta be real careful here. I know a guy didn't make it. Oh boy, he's got a, he's got a tail coming out well, of the as, side of his head. As, you know what I'm saying? It's weird. <laughs> as Esmir is saying that, I'm looking at the bindings of all these books, and just kind of looking around and reading what the books、um, are all about.、Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I glance over at the、uh, little pipe weed with the uh, sp- uh, sparkles. <laughs> But then I look back to the books. <laughs> Can't decide what's more. <laughs> no, no, the books are definitely. I just want to see what they're all about. What the books are titled and whatnot. Well, there's hundreds. Oh of them. yeah, and there are titles like all、um, astral projection spells for you know love spells and you know all these you know just. Spell books and recipe、yeah. books and alchemy books and history books and、right. books of different cities See, and different parts of and,、uh, Faerun and parts of the world. Yeah. See, so this is like、um, amazing. And every now and then, I have to take my thumb and my forefinger and push my jaw back. So I close my mouth <laughs> as it just kind of hangs there. My eyeballs are all bugged out, just looking at this. Uh, candy store, Jake's candy、okay. store. 
take Scandi's story. Yes, this is the most books you've seen since you left Suzale. Right, exactly. So I walk over to the nearest stack of large books and pick one up and drop it on the floor. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, when you drop the book, the loud bang freaks out the cat. <laughs> and it leaps into the air, uh, then lands on the floor, and then quickly scurries under the coffee table. And I look at you, and I <laughs> grimace and give you a massive stink eye. That's another drink right there. <laughs> Can I have a massive stink eye on the rocks, please? <laughs> does the um, does it seem to disturb or wake the wizard? No. Is there magic emanating from the wizard? It's... Well, it's hard to tell because magic is emanating from so many different things in this room. In fact, um, there are so many different magical auras in this room that you're finding it hard to focus. It's kind of disorientating. Okay. Is he asleep or dead? He sure looks dead. Okay. I'm, he's I'm got an unnerving looking. expression on his face and he's very old. Does it look like there's any... Um, bruises, cuts, blood, anything like that. Are you going to go check him out? Yeah, I do. I don't want to, I don't want to touch him, but I want to look and observe the body and see if I notice any kind of, um, things of foul. Okay. You walk up to the couch and start to look over his body. And as you lean in, the cat suddenly springs out from beneath the coffee table and it leaps up onto the old man's body. And instantly, the old man's eyes spring open and they fix upon you. And he screams, Ah! <laughs> Calm down! Calm down! We are friends! We have come to give you money! <laughs> Before you, e- any of you, have a chance to even utter any words out of your mouth, all of your vision goes white. Okay. Your ears... What did I say? Are deafened... sleeping wizard. Your ears are deafened by complete silence. The silence then quickly breaks as the white void fades into flashes of color, and you feel yourselves being pushed forward at an incredible speed. The colors whiz by you as you helplessly fly through what now is a twisting and turning tube of colored light. Oh, kaleidoscope. 2001. (laughs) I cannot do that, Dave. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. (laughs) Then ahead of you, you see a bright white speck of light that grows larger and larger until you are again completely engulfed in blinding white light and utter silence. Then the white fades and you are all dumbfounded as it takes a moment to process what you're looking at. Before you, colorful and exotic fish are swimming in and around mounds (laughs) of coral and swaying seaweed while a huge shark lazily swims by. You all realize that you're looking into or onto an ocean floor through a porthole. 
And as you gain your bearings, you then hear moans behind you. The moans of passion. Ooh. Jake, this is like one of your dreams. It is. <laughs> Must be Valentine's Day. Is Oifinian here somewhere? And immediately, out of my control, my pupils turn back into hearts again. They throb like two times, and then it goes back to normal. So behind it's us... Pre- we- it's called premature thaumaturgy. Premature <laughs> thaumaturgy. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. Premature thaumatation. <laughs> to every monk. What the hell's going on here? This is freaky. And I turn around. Who's... Who's humping and bumping back here? Who's the humping and bumping? Yeah, I turn around. Esmir, Esmir says, this better be good. And she turns around. <laughs> you turn around. <laughs> you, you turn around and you see that you're in a giant circular room with other portholes like windows all around it. And when I say giant, I mean for giants. The furniture is huge. There's a giant sized table in front of you. You see on the table lays a huge sheathed greatsword and behind it is a giant sized couch. Mm. And on the couch are two giants, one male and one female. (laughs) The female has violet skin and dark blue hair while the male has pale green skin and dark green hair. A long beard flows to the middle of his chest and they both wear fine tunics and belted sandals. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Can I roll like a wisdom save or check to see if I believe yeah. what I'm seeing? Sure. Anyone who wants to can roll a wisdom check, um, you know, to see if what they're seeing is real. I will try a wisdom check. I have a plus six. I'll roll a wisdom check. I rolled just... a one. <laughs> you rolled a one, you totally believe it. <laughs> okay. A nine. Okay, so with those wisdom checks, you all believe that this place is real. You are all underwater in some sort of structure built for giants. I hold my breath. Well, you're not. Oh. No, the okay. structure you're in is <laughs> okay. underwater. Inside of a structure. Jake, okay. breathe, right, breathe, right. Jake, breathe. I feel wet. <laughs> so it's real. <laughs> it is real. Okay, so. Let's check, okay, where the hell are we? Who are these guys? Okay, if you want to roll a history check, you can, or nature check. My nature's worse, but let's try it. Okay, I got a 19. Hey, 18 in nature. 16. 19. Ooh, good roll. So, um, you all know that these are storm giants. Storm giants live in isolated uh, refuges so far above the surface of the world or so far below the sea that they are beyond reach, uh, beyond the reach of most other creatures, right? Some make their abodes in cloud-topped castles so high that flying dragons appear like specks below. Others live atop mountain peaks that pierce the clouds. Some occupy places covered with algae and coral at the bottom of the ocean or grim fortresses in undersea rifts. Some say storm giants are responsible for throwing lightning bolts across mountain peaks. 
So here are two storm giants right in front of you, uh, getting busy, making out somewhere deep under the ocean. Okay. And this is where you are all of a sudden. And this is just bizarre. <laughs> are storm giants good or evil? I don't remember. Um, let me check here. They are chaotic good. Okay. That, that's good. Are there any doors out of this room? There is one big door out of this room, yes, on the far side of the room across from you. I'm going to try to sneak over to it quietly. Okay. So as you're starting to sneak, go ahead and roll your stealth. And um, they are embraced with each other and in the throes of passion. Their lips are locked and their hands are all up and down. The other shirts are down their pants. And by the sounds they're making, things are about to get serious. And as you start to sneak over, you roll the 10 for your stealth check. And the giants suddenly stop their mad makeout session and turn and look at you. And a look of shock comes over their face, right? like you just caught them in the act. But this shock is quickly replaced by anger. And the male giant stands and adjusts his tunic and he towers over you. These guys are huge. This guy's like almost 30 feet tall, right? Oh my God. And he belts out, are you with that old decrepit human? You no, mean, ja you no. mean Jake? <laughs> he, <laughs> He's not that old. No. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm completely here by accident. <laughs> This is none of my doing. We are not with him. He forced us in here is what he did, and we want to get out. And the, the female giant says, we've had enough of these perverse intrusions. What is wrong with you people? Are you sick in the mind? Not of our doing. It wasn't us. I Seriously, swear to you. Totally an accident. Doesn't mean to come in here at all. And we wish to leave. The male giant grabs the greatsword off the table. First, I'm gonna kill you. And when I catch him, I'm gonna kill him slow as I pull off his limbs one by one. Roll initiative. Ah, ah no. Ah. Damn. How are we ready to fight a giant? Son of a bitch. Can I try my persuasion? Sure. On your turn, you can do that, yes. <laughs> no, okay, well then, never mind. Oh, I rolled a nine. 14, that's not bad. Could be better. Okay, the giants go first. Okay. And the male giant swings his massive greatsword at Cullen with a plus 14 to hit. Oh boy. That's not good. And he rolls a two and misses. <laughs> Cullen dodges the giant sword, but he has multi-attack and he swings it up and then down upon Jake and hits with a 29. Mm, not good. And it does 6d6 plus nine slashing. I could kill you. <laughs> Goodbye. Doing 29 damage, putting Jake into critical. Wow. I got two hit points left. Wow. The blow slices open Jake's torso and blood just sprays out and the blow knocks Jake back onto the floor. Then suddenly, you see a speck of light that grows larger and larger until you're all engulfed in blinding white light. And again, you begin to fly through the swirling colors and you hear, fading in the distance, 
No! Get back here, you little perverts! Then suddenly, the colors flash again to white, which then slowly fades into the face of a wrinkled old man above you, and you realize that you're all on the floor looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> what the hell was that? I, stand, I sit up and say, what was that all about? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You, you startled me and I just cast banishment on instinct. That's I didn't mean to I send you there said. or I didn't mean for you to experience that. It was just the last place that was on my mind. Jeez. Yeah, talk about browser history, man. I mean, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. You don't really need to know that you're, you're kind of into giant porn. I mean, you know. I mean really. I mean, really. I mean, no, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You know, whatever you float your boat, that's fine. Just don't be shoving us into it, you know? I'm so I'm so sorry you had to see that. Uh, but, but you know, I'm very old, and well, I don't get out much, you know. So please, let's all just uh, forget about that, right? Hey. And let's all just sit down. Okay. Can you heal him first? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a pretty nasty cut there. You look pretty badly hurt. I'm extremely hurt. Can you at least give me some healing, please, sir? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and the old man quickly goes over to a cabinet filled with, you know, like a strange variety of bottles and stuff. And he pulls out a glass bottle filled with a deep uh, crimson liquid. And he rushes it over to you. Give it to him. Here you go. Drink this. Drink this. It'll make you feel much, much better. Thank you. And I chug it. Suddenly, everything goes white, and you start going through the <laughs> No! Yeah. Oh, shit. Wrong potion. Damn it. <laughs> That's the essence of mushroom. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so, Jake, the potion gives you back 31 hit points. Yay! I'm full, fully healed. I'm sorry we startled you. Well... It's a good thing the banishment spell only lasts one minute. Any longer in there, and you'd all been smudges on the floor. One hit, 29 points. Hey, uh, can I just note, Esmir's gonna be like, before we go any further, I would like to make a small speech. <laughs> okay. When little gnomes tell you not to go by wells or worried about it, they usually end up being right. And what did I say when we don't startle the sleeping wizard? Nobody listens to Esmir. All I did was I'm look gonna at him. I'm going to drop this book. I looked at him. I'm going to go jiggle him. I looked, <laughs> I looked at him. I didn't even touch him. Wizards. <laughs> I wanted to see if he was okay. He looked dead. It was the cat. <laughs> it was that foolish feline over there. <laughs> I do want to say, Delphin, that the one thing that I've learned in this past five minutes is that <laughs> I don't ever want to fight a giant. A horny giant. A horny giant. <laughs> a blue ball giant. <laughs> That's another drink. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to take yeah, a, a, blue a stiff giant. blue ball giant. Giant blue ball. <laughs> You guys then see objects around the couch and table 
begin to animate on their own as the garbage and clutter begins to clean itself up. You see plates gathering themselves, blankets folding, uh, pillows fluffing themselves. Sticky socks. uh, Just the general garbage flowed off to another part of the room. And he says, I I apologize for the mesh. I I don't usually have visitors on this floor. Uh, Actually, I don't really have visitors at all anymore. But please, uh, sit down, sit down. Uh, Make yourselves comfortable. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I am so rude. Would you folks like something to drink? (laughs) Yes. Sure. I would love something. Perhaps some tea or some wine, perhaps. Wine. Wine would be be delicious. Excellent. I have a rare vintage from the Wizard of Wine's winery that I've just been dying to open. And then he just waves his hand and some glasses float off a shelf and to your hands. Okay. And then a pretty wine bottle appears and begins to fill your glasses with ruby red wine. Cool. It's called Red Dragon Crush. It's my favorite. You're gonna love it. Oh. And please help yourselves to the twinkling pipeweed there if, uh, you know, you're one who partakes. I shall do that. to what do I owe this unexpected and surprising visit? Sir Istival said that we could procure some healing potions from ye. Oh, are you guys adventurers? (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, 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 we are. Ooh, that's not... Oh, I haven't seen adventurers in a while. <laughs> so, what do you guys call yourselves? <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. Oh, the mighty Morphin Rangers of the Sword Coast. Oh, that's no, that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you guys should probably come up with a name at some point. But oh, it's so. What have you been on any exciting adventures with giants? Maybe. <laughs> I roll my eyes. <laughs> Not with giants. Let's recount the one that we just went through. I know as much about giants as I'm ever likely to and never wanted to. So you guys, you guys like magic items, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm looking for some healing potions by Gumby. Could I get, what can I get for, say, a hundred gold? How many healing potions? Two. Hmm. Can you work a volume deal? <laughs> you know, you know, you young whippersnappers and old wizards gotta make a living somehow, right? You look like you're doing pretty good for yourself. You know, I I like magic items myself. In fact, I like to tinker and make my own magic items. Yes, it's kind of a hobby of mine. Sweet. Tinkering with magic. In fact, I've traveled the known world. In fact, I like to think I've traveled the known universe to search out magical items, magical recipes, magical artifacts. Yes, yes, it's one of my passions. Well, I'm definitely intrigued. I have to know, do you enchant armor and weapons? 
Oh, no, I don't do it for other people. I just do it for myself, you see. I really <laughs> like my things. I I kind of hoard them, you see, here. Um, I Yes, I, I like to possess them, you see. Do you have I don't... any duplicate books you don't want? You're done oh. reading, you know, you want to donate them like the used oh, no. bookstore. Oh, no, 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 no. My books are quite precious to me. They, they help me... Uh, figure things out that I forget because, you know, I'm getting old in my age here and sometimes I forget things. I need these books to remind me of what it is I am doing. Listen to me, Jake. This is one of those mint and box guys. He's not going to give up any of his collection. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I Yes, I believe you, Cullen. Uh, but I do know I do know your feeling, Delphin. I do know what's going through your mind. But uh, I can tell you, maybe if you also reach out to Agma, you could get loads and loads of knowledge. Who? Oh, forget it. <laughs> I turn around. I turn around. I stare at the uh, his little uh, the sprinkles on the desk on his little album cover next to the credit card. <laughs> I say to him. Oh, please help yourself. Help yourself. You you collect magical items and you know lots about them. I have to ask, you know about the Duke's bloke, right? The Duke's bloke? Uh, you mean... Well, you know, I don't really get out that often. And, you know, I've only seen the present Duke maybe a handful of times, you know? They kind of leave me alone and... I kind of leave them alone and we just kind of mind our own business, you know? They So, wait a minute. You've been around the world, the known universe, and you don't, you've never heard of the bloke? No, what is it? The Dallenbeer bloke. What is it? Is it magic? It's a quartzite brick. Well, I got quartzite up the yin-yang here. It's all over the place. Look, there's a chunk of quartzite over there. I got a pile of quartzite over there. I got quartzite all over the place. They don't do nothing for me. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I might have some magical items for you that I would be willing to part with. Yeah. Come well, on, whip them out, man. Whip them out. Well... You see that big chest over there? I acquired that on one of my many travels in some uh, astral plane. I don't remember which one at this time, but that chest opens up to an extra dimensional pocket, uh, kind of like a bag of holding. You ever heard of that? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, so it's like that. But in this pocket, there are random magical items floating around. So, you just stick your hand in there, oh and you just pull something out. Who knows what it could be? But it does seem to give things that pertain to the individual who's reaching in. I don't know how it knows. I haven't been able to figure that part out yet. So... An old guy's telling us to stick our hand in there and pull something out. Sure, what could go wrong? <laughs> oh yeah, I think I'll pass on that. So we, one. do we each get it? Do we each get to do that once for free? No, for fifty gold. <laughs> of course, fifty, 50 gold. gold. Oh boy. Okay, listen, 
Listen. Here it was, I thought you were gonna give us a freebie, and now you're asking for gold for I... us to like stick our hand in a twinkling pipe weed doesn't grow on well. <laughs> never mind. Yo, okay. How about um I can try one to see what happens for 30 gold. And then, because you like me, because I'm a gnome and I'm a wizard and I have a fancy harp. You're a wizard? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What were we talking about? You're going to let me do it for 30. Okay, 30. Let's do it. Okay. 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 So he he kind of hobbles over to the chest and he... Uh, he doesn't get a key out. He just waves his hand over the lock and it opens up. And you, he opens it up and you look in and sure enough, it's just like a black void. Go ahead. Well, wait, give me the 30 gold first. Okay, here. Okay. All right, you're going to stick your hand in there? I'm going to stick my hand in there. I, I, I love the unknown. I'm just going to stick my hand right in there. Okay. Suddenly, everything goes white and colors. No. So I want you to roll me a D6. A D6. Mm-hmm. A five. Okay. Hold on. Let me bring up the chart here. Okay. You pull out a wizard's hat, right? Sweet. It's a brimmed hat with a pointy little top to it, like a typical wizard's hat. Okay, okay. And he's like, whoa, let me see that. Cool. And he takes a look at it, and he's like, oh, it's the hat of vermin. Hat of vermin? Hat of vermin? Yeah. I think there was a band once named that. Yeah. <laughs> he tells you that this hat has three charges and while holding the hat you can use an action to expend one of its charges and speak a command word that summons your choice of a bat a frog or a rat oh nice. not more animals <laughs> <laughs> this thing oh is just right on my alley and the hat regains all expended charges daily at dawn wait a minute are you telling me that each day I can make a bat, a frog, or a what? A rat. Ooh, three times a day. But you cannot control them. Well, that's fine. They're just animals. So as soon as you pull them out, they're gonna take off. Okay. They could be used for distraction. Sure. That's like all they can be used for. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a frog? All right. <laughs> Who's next? How about you, cleric? I hold up my hands in front of my chest, palms out, and say, no, I'm fine. Mm, come what? on. 30 gold. I will do it for 25. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you? And then I look at him, and then I just kind of tilt my head, and I say, please, <laughs> you did send me into a nightmare world that was in your mind, you know. Oh, no, it's a real place. <laughs> yes, and it was a nightmare, and I almost died. 29 hit points, just smash, one swoop. Yeah, you don't want to mess with the storm giants, boy. They'll I fuck you up. I didn't <laughs> want to mess with them. You forced me to mess with them. So 25 gold to reach inside the box, please. Okay, very good. Roll a <laughs> d6. You. One d6 coming up. A three. Oh, three. 
Let's see here. You pull out a cloak. Ooh, this looks fancy. Uh, You pull out a cloak, and he's like, whoa, that's pretty badass. And he tells you it is the cloak of billowing. That as a bonus action, you can just make it billow dramatically. (laughs) I can do that with thaumaturgy. Didn't you do that in your... Yeah, Yeah, throw back my cloak. (laughs) Now you can throw back your cloak as a bonus action without casting a spell. So what I can do is I can make this noise with my my lips. I can go... And then make my cloak billow. (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Clear out the entire pub. Oh, that would work great. The ladies love that, Jake. The ladies love it. That's a good one. (laughs) Or you can dramatically enter a room. That's pretty much your only option. Yep. All right, I got a deal for you. It's a sweet, sweet deal. I'll give you... 150 gold if you give me three healing potions and a crack at the case. And a crack at the case. Three healing... Okay. That sounds good. I'll do that. Wow. Nice. Negotiating. Okay, I'm gonna reach in there. Come on, baby. Ooh, five. That's what Esmir got. You got a hat. Uh, no. I have a different list for each of you. Okay, you, five, you pull out a helmet, a helm. It's called, he tells you, ooh, (laughs) this is called the Dread Helm. And it's a fearsome steel helm that makes your eyes glow red when you wear it. (laughs) This stuff is silly. But it could come in useful if you're trying to intimidate somebody. These are little trinkets that come out of a Cracker Jake box. <laughs> you don't have such a box, Jake. He has his alms box. If I did, it would be called a cracker Jake box. <laughs> How much of a bonus would I get to intimidation? Uh, you might get advantage. Ah, I get to roll twice. If you use it creatively, any sort of junky spell is good. That's what right. What about you there, young man? All right. Willing to take a stab? I shall take a stab for 30 gold. I rolled a four. Okay. You pull out a cloak as well. Okay. And this is, he tells you, ooh, this is fancy. This is the the, cloak of farting. This is the cloak of many fashions. While wearing this cloak, you can use a bonus action to change the style, color, and apparent quality of the garment. Sweet. Ooh, you can look fancy schmancy in a castle and then go out and mingle with the poor folk. He can make it look like the Red Wizard of Fae cloak. Ooh, yes. And infiltrate. Go undercover. That's right. Elric, get in there. No, this could come in handy. It's the chest of handy items. Chest of handy items. This is so exciting. It's been so long since some adventurers have visited me. (laughs) It's like... This apparently. whole thing is just a scam. Apparently, you never get <laughs> anybody chest, to visit. I know this, this chest, chest is a total is a scam. scam. <laughs> I don't know why you would pay this 30 gold. It's the claw machine, okay? You, you're going for the gold watch. You always get nothing. I got 6,000 tickets. What do I get? This a eraser. piece of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> this plastic helicopter <laughs> on a straw. 
So as you guys are making fun of his chest and making light about your new magical items, you see that a serious look comes over the wizard's face, almost angry, and he slams the chest closed and locks it. Then his face relaxes and he says, so you're interested in some healing potions, eh? How many would you like? They're 50 a piece, right? I got three. I'll take two. I will take four. Ooh, four. So that's 200. There's 200 gold right there. Okay, excellent. Whoa, I got to start a new batch. <laughs> got to start a new batch. 50 gold <laughs> for a healing potion. <laughs> How about 80 for two? <laughs> he says, no, 50 gold. <laughs> I made these with my bare invisible hands. Okay, I'll buy two from you stingy old man. And then I throw down a hundred gold pieces. <laughs> Just all, oh, everywhere. And you know what? This is the last time I'll be crossing your path uh -oh. because the last thing I want to do is end up in your little fantasy world again. <laughs> oh, jeez. Piss off the wizard. Don't piss off the wizard. <laughs> but do you have any books for sale? No. Any books? No. No. Ugh. <laughs> do you have magic bludgeons? No. Or do you have any magic bolts? No. For my crossbow? No. <laughs> I hiss at his cat. Well, listen there, my grumpy cleric. First of all, if I was to sell you something that I had made, it would cost thousands upon thousands of gold. And seeing from your persistent haggling, I doubt you could afford it. <laughs> Secondly, I wouldn't put a sales tag on it anyway, because my creations are very precious to me. Uh... And thirdly, being the low-level adventures that you are, <laughs> no offense, everyone's got to start somewhere, you probably wouldn't even be able to handle anything that I had made. So let's just stick to the potions, okay? Hey! Hey, wizard. Yes, you could call me Delphin. Delphi, check out this... Or Delphi, sure. <laughs> check this out. And I pull out my... I pull out my... <laughs> I, I pull out my harp. Okay. So when you pull out the harp and show it to him, you see a strange look come over his face. And it's a look that uh, kind of makes you feel uneasy for a split second. Mm. Uh, it's a serious look that you haven't seen on him. His eyes get real wide and bright. His mouth opens, his back straightens. He looks almost uh, more youthful for a split second. And then it quickly goes back to his old self, and okay. he says, uh, Wow, that's quite beautiful. What, how can I, like, can I learn, can I roll something for that? Or is it just something that we take note of? You can roll insight if you want to try and interpret his reaction there. Yes, I do. Okay, 19. Sweet. Oh, nice. Okay, so with a 21 insight, you you get the feeling that um, that he's astounded by the sight of this harp, and uh, in a you know, but in like a deep and profound way, okay. and that for a split second, 
he coveted the harp. In a scary, dangerous kind of way, or just a jealous kind of way? Well, with what you've seen from this guy so far, right? Like his arrogance about his magical possessions and and the way he has those items on display downstairs, you get the feeling that you just showed him like the drug that he's addicted to, you know? Right, right. So it was like for a second, it was like he was like, my precious kind of thing, right? Right, right. Hmm. But then he's back to his old self and he says, may I see that? You're going to give it back, right? (laughs) Well, of course. Don't be silly. Sure, here. Don't pluck the string haphazardly. And just as you finish saying that, Jake, he plucks a string. And nothing happens as the note resonates throughout the room. And and he is seriously looking over this harp. This is beautiful. This is... Rare. Very rare. Yes, yes. Where did you get this? I, you know, uh, we, you know, we are, we're cunning adventurers. Oh, cunning. And we found ancient treasure where others thought there was nothing. Oh. Because we're smarty pantsies. Do you know what I'm saying? Smarty pantsies. I like that. <laughs> no, that's not our name Maybe either. that's what you should call yourselves, the smarty the pants. smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mr. Wizard, I've got to know, you look like you recognize it, I have to say. I'm going to roll my insight to see if he, if he's uh, giving us the honest truth about his recollections of this object. Oh, come on. Sure. And I get a five. You can't tell. Well, the thing is, he's old enough that he might have seen it once. Right, right. So what, what can you tell me about it? Would you like me to identify this for you? Yes, sir. I okay. would. That'll be 50 gold. 50 you gold? You almost got us killed, what you did to us, you can certainly help out our friend Esmir over here. Couldn't you be so kind? Now, please, please, don't be offended <laughs> by my words. Uh, like all of a sudden realize that I'm talking to the guy that just sent me to giant porn land and I don't want to upset him. So I, I, my tone changes to more of a, would you please help my friend Esmir? Well, okay. Just this once. Just, I'll give you a freebie. Just cause, you know, I did <laughs> okay. kind of scare you guys. A little bit, and I, I apologize for that. But okay, I'll give you a freebie. Um, this is, of course, a beautiful harp from the kingdom of man. There's no question that this is one of the most beautiful instruments I've ever seen. Look, look, look at the intricate inlays of precious metals, rare woods, and the sound. It's crystal clear. Bling. <laughs> and he says, This spell is or this harp is for a bard. So I know, I'm gonna go to Barvard and get a degree. Oh, Barvard, yes. Well, that's, I hope you have, can afford the tuition. It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of a kind. It's superior to every other, any instrument in any way, but it has 
he kind of stops and he's like stroking it and he like closes his eyes and he's like, this has seven spells built into it. And once you know how to play, you can play it to cast these spells, each of them once per day. Wow. Sweet. That's gonna be good. And you know, I'm quite quite the jazz musician too, so I can just use it for le- leisure too. I hear gnomes are quite jazzy. Yeah, zippy zap. So what are the seven spells I'm dying to know? Well, the first spell is fly. Ooh. Wow, that would be helpful for a gnome, you see. Yes, <laughs> and this, well, it'd be helpful for now, anyone. Does it, does it turn me into a fly, or does it make uh, me be able to fly? No, no, no. <laughs> it makes you, you elevate higher than the bar, you see. It helps you fly. <laughs> the second spell is invisibility. The third Ooh. spell is levitate. The fourth spell is protection from good and evil. And the fourth spell is dispel magic. The fifth spell is fire shield. And the last spell, my favorite, it's is Otto's irresistible dance. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds like fun. How does that work? Well, you would choose a creature and the target becomes uh, begins a comic dance in place, shuffling, <laughs> tapping its feet and capering for the duration and uh, it has to use all of its movement to dance without leaving okay. its space. So basically, so, you just make them dance. So hypothetically, let's say, say hypothetically, somebody offers me a booster chair or a boost or something. I can just zippy zap them with that and they can just dance. Um, sure. Okay. So yeah. then I look over, I look over at Elric <laughs> and Cullen and I just <laughs> nod and raise my eyebrows like you better keep notes of this. <laughs> you guys are going to be wasting all your energy dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn and then I scratch my own head knowing that I like really I do it all the time. Note this off, you guys taking notes, yeah. right? I think okay. I can dance, I think I can dance. Oh, it's gonna be so much so fun. So then I take out my ear horn and I say, What do you make of this? <laughs> oh you wanna know what this does? This is cute. Yes, please. Fifty gold, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh he's silly. I'll give you, how about 25? No. Come on, after what do, what, what do you, you? And then we I, can figure out how these things work. We just need time. Yeah, we can figure, yeah, we just need time. Okay. You don't pay for that. You're welcome, Jake. I just saved you some money. You owe me an ale okay. tonight. Okay, sorry I kicked your shin. I'll buy you a fizzle fazzle. <laughs> so, tell me. Where did you find this exquisite and very powerful artifact? Harp Shield Castle. Underneath, there was a... Eye and a shiny shield to boot. a secret room. And some shiny armor. And after you say that, a blank look comes over his face. And he, and he kind of looks off. And then he says, Harp Shield Castle. Huh. And then after a moment, he snaps back and he hands you back the harp. Well, it's very lovely, and I'm so happy for you young adventurers. This visit has been so nice, 
and he stands up and he walks over to his books on the table and he begins looking for something. And now that I know adventurers are in town, I gotta get to work. I'll start some new potion batches. I'll start okay. I'll start writing some magic spell scrolls. Oh yeah, yeah, that reminds me. If you need magic ink and paper for writing spells, I'll sell that to you too. Okay, uh, you can see yourselves out. Bye-bye now. And then he looks back down at the book and he starts flipping through some pages. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs> Bye, Delphi. Yes, thank you for your time. Thank you for the potions and this cool cloak. Oh, you look, it looks good on you, young man. Very good. Oh, thank Very you. nice. Turn, turn around for me, wouldn't you? I turn around. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, turn back around, kid. <laughs> what? Well, we'll be off then. Just because he's a wizard doesn't mean he's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> So our heroes have met yet another citizen of Daggerford, the eccentric wizard Delphin. Though a creepy hoarder, he proved to be a valuable resource, an expert of magical law, a maker of potions, and a traveler of time and space. But will our heroes ever be able to unsee the horrors they've seen in Delphin's tower? What is a browser history? And what does it have to do with giants? How expensive is the tuition for Bodvard? And why would someone use necromancy on a cat just for shits and grins? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Hope you enjoyed meeting Delphin, the old wizard. I like Delphin. Uh, I'm going to have fun playing him and working this character into the player's story. All right, now I want to take my post-episode time here to talk about the tough encounter that the world is going through now with the spread of COVID-19 and how all of us uh, here at Roll Radio want to thank all the brave folks out there uh, who are working hard, uh, to help all of us get through this trying time. You guys are the, you know, the real heroes. And uh, it, now it's, of course, it's affecting all of us in different ways, right? And many of us are helping to stop the spread by just staying at home, right? Uh, and this isolation can be quite lonely. Many of us who play games like D&D, you know, it's not just a game for us. It's also a social connection for us. We get together with our friends at their home or at the local game store to not just play, but to connect with people. So I just want to give a little PSA about Wizards of the Coast Stay at Home, Play at Home initiative that they're doing right now to motivate us gamers to keep that social connection going. They are offering advice and resources for, you know, more remote play. They're offering free modules and mini adventures and materials. So if you've never played before or you're in isolation with someone who's never played, uh, why not take this time to give it a try? And with uh, schools being closed around the country, 
they're making available fun and educational material for younger kids and younger gamers. It's really cool that they're doing this. So, you know, check it out at dnd.wizards.com. All right. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next time when the players put on their running shoes. <laughs>